Six men, six men, Dion Waiters. Six, 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 I'm undefeated, never lost. Six buzz. Six buzz. You're a buck team, IG. Oh. Welcome back to Six Man Radio. I'm your host, David Sanchez. With me, as always, is Brandon Angelo. And we have a very special guest with us. This is our first special guest on the show. He's a former Fulham, QPR, Manchester City, and England international striker. Big time guest. You may know him as the host of Grumpy Pundits on Sirius XMFC, but now he's on Six Man Radio. His name is Rodney Marsh. Rodney, thank you so much for coming. We're truly honored. Don't forget uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, come on. I big cannot, time club. I cannot believe club. we're doing this podcast in Tampa. I didn't even give a shout out to that. <laughs> When I was telling my dad about this, and I told my dad grew up in Tampa, and I told him about Rodney Marsh, he's like, "Oh, I remember Rodney Marsh." So it's good to know that uh, you gave you put Tampa on the map. You're honestly one of the greatest players in French and the NS and Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rowdies history. Would you say that? Yeah. You could, don't be humble. Don't don't be <laughs> don't be humble. Don't be humble. You can definitely, definitely say you're the best player there. Who's I mean? We well, got Joe Cole. Joe oh, Cole played in, for Rowdies. Yeah. In in, uh, in in today's game, yeah, you got a lot of Freddie Adu played for him at one point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a Freddie Adu signed jersey over my bed when Freddie I was a Adu little was my kid. Hero. Yeah, is and he still fourteen now? Is he? Or is <laughs> nope, nope. He's twenty nine years old. I wouldn't and be surprised. Las Vegas Lights now. That's where he's over right now. He's Are you been serious? all. I swear to God, he's all over the place. Where, where in Europe did he play? Cause I know he he played in Portugal oh, for a little he bit. Played, he started he, off he, at he Benfica. Played, he played for a minimum twenty teams. That's crazy. No, no, and and I I remember looking at his history and I can loan moves every other year. It's he couldn't nuts. break in anywhere. But I don't want. I don't want to start the show with Freddie. Do. <laughs> Why? That's my hero. No, right I there. mean he was my hero. But what did he like? I know he, it's he, disappointing. It's a sad it's, it's, topic. It's what do you want to lead it's, it off? It's, it's a bit random, but you, you have to go back <laughs> to history to know about the original rowdies. Okay. Back in 1975, and before I came here, it was like six months before I came. Uh, in their first year, they won the championship. They won the soccer ball in 1975. It's an expansion franchise. Really? Yeah. So um, it's a history, rich history. I know the Tampa. Yeah, I would say, oh, it's up there with Cosmos. Is one of the most historic in well. SL. Yeah, in fact, if you go onto the uh, onto the machine, the internet machine, <laughs> uh, and uh, you check out Rowdy's Cosmos games uh, on YouTube, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he's played against Pele too. And for that reason, you I kind of want to see the Rowdies move over to the MLS, but they're going to have to get a new stadium before they do that. Because well, right now, over in, what? Where are they playing? They're playing over at Alang Stadium, Al-Lang, so it's like Saint it's a baseball yeah. field that they turned into, I guess, like a and soccer stadium, basically. People, so that, that it wouldn't work at the moment. Yeah, that's not gonna work. But actually, they've changed ownership as well. Yeah, the house, Rays so. owner just bought them, so that's right, that yeah. could be big. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, we're gonna talk about some Champions League this week. Uh, this is my favorite part of the group stage because there's two games left. Some teams have progressed. Uh, but there's also the picture that teams have, certain teams have, that they know what results they have to get in certain countries and certain teams, and it really builds the intensity. So, and, and we have about three or four like amazing groups this year. Usually I don't like when good teams are paired in the group stage together because then I, I want the best teams to progress. Well, the, the, way, the way that it works usually in the Champions League is you, have, you always have one group of death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, and, where three great teams are, are together. Well, this year there's three of those groups, and they're all close. And they're and they are. They're all very close. And the and the Spurs win the other night, put Spurs in back in the frame as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's very tight at the moment. Yeah. And they scored at the last minute too. It looked like double, they were going to be a down double, and out. A there. double oh, deflected did, yeah. goal. Yeah. But Harry Kane came back again. I guess we can start there. Uh, that group with between Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Tottenham is uh, very close. I would say Barcelona's already through. They have nine now. Uh, Inter Milan sits with seven points at Tottenham's at four. Uh, PSV, I don't. Are PSV through? Are they? Are they? PS- they're bottom. They're bottom. They're, are they done? They're out. PSV's they're got out. one point. Yeah, they're, they're you can consider them done. They're not technically out, but they're you out. Done it's done a three-man race. Over. I came on today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got it right in front of me. Actually, you were wrong. Barcelona has ten points. Inter has seven. Tottenham has four, and then PSV is just completely out of it. They have one. Yeah. So but you don't have to consider well, them yeah, part of it. The interesting game, of course, is. Uh, into Milan have to go to Spurs. I had, yeah, I had that. I wanted that was a fantastic game. Yeah, that's it's going to be a great yes, game. Superb game. So, but could what is it an advantage for Tottenham because their struggles in Wembley are well documented. It, it, I do feel for them because their new stadium isn't being built yet. So, 
do they, they have... just keep pushing it back at this point. God knows when it's actually well, going to open. This morning on, on Sirius XM, we heard that it's been pushed back to February. Really? Yeah. And, they're like, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up getting pushed back and they just don't get in there for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, but they're also um, apparently $100 million already over budget. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't affect them like Arsenal when they uh, when they left Highbury for Emirates. It could They're, definitely no, have an effect on that. If yeah. you look at the the transfers they made um, after they moved because all the finances they built, that's kind of when they made a then they when they made a dip. That's when they kind of turned away from the Invincibles, and that's when Arsenal kind of went in their little trough period after they built the new stadium. Though. No? Yeah. So Tottenham, I mean, there's people forget they didn't sign a single player during the summer. That's and right. to yeah. even be in the group after four games with the same squad, um, it's kind of, it's almost remarkable. It but is impressive. Yeah. Inter Milan, I my goal this year was to watch Inter Milan more than any other team because of the signings they made over the summer. And when Inter Milan's back in Europe, it's kind of a good thing for football. And they're one of the teams I kind of watched when I was a kid. And you just they just resonate with the top European clubs. And they were away from the Champions League for a while, so I'm happy they're back. Uh, so which team do you support? I'm a, as you can, I know, <laughs> I know the listeners or the listeners yeah, can't tell. So why talk. don't you talk about why you're so hyped up about the champions of this Champions League this week? Yeah. Uh, talk about it. You know what? I'm at I mean, work. It's, a, it's big time for you, David. That was a big time win. I'm at work watching the phone or watching the game on my phone, and I have to pay ten bucks a month because Bleacher Report <laughs> takes all my money, and it's I wish. Worth it though. That's worth it's, it. It's it's worth it, but it it was it was so much better when Fox had it. It was so much nicer. I don't. I, we can talk about. I don't like. I like Bleacher Report's uh, social media coverage and the things they do on Instagram and Twitter. But as far as game coverage and punditry, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, because in my opinion, okay. And the reason is, is because you got to watch the games. Yeah, that's you true. Know? And if that's if that's the outlet, you got to have it. But yeah. Ronnie, you have to know this. Punditry is a big part of the experience. I remember. If I would watch a game on NBC, you know they have the Sky Cam, so it's for yeah. tactical analysis, and there's no commentary on that. It definitely takes away from the experience of the game. So when you when we go to halftime coverage and you want to see all the highlights, yeah. they show they show the highlights once. The, the pundits can't keep up with it. And then, listen, I love Steve Nash. He's one of my favorite basketball players of all time, and I know he's a big fan of the game. But does he offer the best punditry for the Champions League? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to know. Well, Brandon, I'll I'll tell you why I'm very happy. I was watching Please, the game on my me. I was watching the game on my phone at work. And every time I look down, Juve's in possession. They're attacking. I, Ronaldo's goal literally came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. And I'm so – and listen, I'm, he celebrated against us. I still love him because he's my favorite athlete of all time. He can do anything, and I will support him. Minus, you got a 12-pack like that. You got to show it off. Minus, I mean, come on. minus the case from last month, which is still under investigation. I'll hold on my opinion on that. I will, okay, I'll, I'll get to Ronaldo because I want to talk about that goal because it was beautiful. But United scored two goals within the last two minutes of the game. And typical United goal, Juan Mata set piece, which is his bread and butter, two yards outside the box. Once mm-hmm. he's once once Juan Mata stood up against the ball, I would say above seventy percent chance that was going in. He's so he <laughs> is. Yeah, this is this is what I love, and this is what we do on Grumpy Pundits. We dissect things that happen in games, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody said what a brilliant free kick it was from Mata, and it was, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just go back and look at the Manchester United wall. And watch what Cristiano Ronaldo does as the ball goes in the back of the net. Throws his hands up? No. As the ball's going over, he turns his head away. And the ball goes through the hole. Right where he turned his head right from. Right where he turned his head. I don't know if you saw that, yeah. So. Well, I, a we, little known fact, you see. You miss, you miss a little thing sometimes. I think if I, if I watched the replay again, I'm almost positive the ball went over to the left of Cristiano. If you're facing the goal, it went over to the person to the left of him. I can look up the goal oh, right no, now. You're absolutely right. But if you, if you go, yeah, go on, let's look at it. <laughs> oh, I'm down. Hold up and give me some live Listen, commentary I'm, on it. There, I'm, I'm, o- I'm always down to watch it again. We can talk <laughs> about the second goal while I pull it up. It was may have been the scrappiest goal I've ever seen in Champions League history. Yeah. Um, but do I care? Well, hang on. The coach deserves a lot of credit for putting Fellaini in the game. Well, it, all know. three of his substitutes yeah, his made. Yeah, all, all three in the substitutions half were huge he made. That game. Rashford, Fellaini, and Mata. Well, no, Mata started that game. Who was the third substitution? Where? Last game? Yes. No, he brought Mata on. He brought Mata on. Yeah, he, he brought, brought Mata, Mata on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started on the weekend. Excuse you did me. some research before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but brilliant for Mourinho. Uh, we can talk about his post-match antics. I'm a little biased because not only am I a United fan, I've respected Mourinho his whole career, and I love the man as a manager. Even through the tough times, I still stand by him. Even, even if now, you're still Mourinho in. Even I'm still Mourinho in. 
uh, despite what some, some people say. Do you have a problem with the antics at the end of the game? I know some people, as ridiculous as it sounds, kind of didn't like it, but you know, it, compared to the other things know, he's done, I, I it's very minor. I'm going to tell you something now which um, might be a little bit controversial. Ooh. I just I just have the feeling that there's a bit of a bit of a not intentional, not organized. I think there's a bit of a conspiracy against Jose Mourinho because he's been charged nine times in the last five years. The closest in the Premier League, the closest manager to that is Sam Allardyce with two. And he's not even managing anymore. And he's not even managing. So he's he's been done nine times, Jose Mourinho. The last time he was charged. He was proven to be innocent, and guess what? They've appealed it. They've appealed the FA have appealed the fact that he was found. Uh, you know the charges were you know not uh, not viable. So wait, the FA appealed it. The FA appealed. I it didn't back even here. know that was like a thing that no, they, they would do. I, I didn't no, know that was possible. I mean, I think the last shot was when they hired a lip reader to see what he was saying. <laughs> I think that was ridiculous, and I love the shot he took at the FA uh, in the post match. Uh, when you know when he says, "Oh, go ask the FA; they'll go translate for you." <laughs> Mourinho, okay, listen, I'm not gonna defend some of his actions. I know he. The other thing I'll say about Mourinho too, it's not even just the FA in terms of that. The media just scrutinizes every single thing he does and just looking at everything. And I mean, I'm not saying it might not be deserved. I mean, he goes out there and does some crazy yeah, things, but, but it's just. Brandon, I, I, I come from a a, a point of view. Mm-hmm. I want to see coaches like that. Me t- I'm always down for the banter. I loved it after the yeah, game. I mean, I, I see the passion. I want to see that. Me there, too. There's an element in Mourinho where he just loves the competition. I think that's why I've always loved watching him over the years with his spats with Guardiola, Rafa Benitez. And then you see the managers like Klopp and Sarri, uh, you know, their interaction they had when Chelsea played Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, aren't you having fun? Oh, I'm having so much fun. And then Klopp was smiling even though they were down 1-0. I don't like that. I mean, listen. You can be oh, respectful. You, no, you Klopp, can be respectful Klopp, to the no. other manager, but where's the where's the competition? No, Klopp's uh, he, he can be a little bit saucy as well. Klopp, he's oh, a, but, oh, but you know yeah. what, Klopp? I would yeah. say Klopp gets more favoritism from the media, though. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, what I said was he, he, he can have a go. No, but I'm he, saying he can he can do he can have. He's not ha- treated the same. He's not treated the same, but he can have. Yeah, but he can have those little the way the media looks at say Mourinho versus yeah. other managers. Klopp could have like a dig, or he could do an action similar to Mourinho, and it wouldn't be treated as the yeah, same by the media. All right, so we have the Mata goal up. I want to play this. I'm sorry for the that's listeners a, at home. Angle, by the way. I know we'll get the we'll get the re- replay. Oh, there you go. He turns his head. All right, here's the perfect angle. <laughs> I see. I didn't. I didn't watch the replay because there I was. Goes, I was. Ce- I was celebrating. But the ball went. He turns his head right now. Oh, that! Excuse me, excuse me. He turned his head. That oh, ball. Oh, 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 oh. Ronaldo has one of the best verticals <laughs> out of any athlete. He couldn't have reached that ball. Let's, let's look at this. Guilty or innocent? Did he turn his head? He turned his head. But yes or no? It's a yes or no question. All right, here's the perfect replay. Here's the perfect replay. Perfect. Look at this. Watch. Oh, but look where the ball is. It's over Pjanic's head. No, that's a bad angle. That's not. That's right. I love it. Just switch it up. <laughs> All right, so I'll take the points in Turin. Um, I think any team in Europe would yeah. take a Anyone. point in Turin, so I'm very happy about that, despite the style of play. Well, if you're a Manchester United fan, uh, and you are, right? Yes. And we know we, we follow the game. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a better Manchester United away win than this week? 99. I'm looking back and I'm thinking, where is it? Nine, well, how about you go 19 years back in the same place, in the same stadium? Well, Roy Keane. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't a lot. I was, what, one years old at the time, but I've seen videos, and I definitely know what that win had implications for and with point. the trouble. That's my point. We've been through all the... And that was how many years ago, so, I mean, yeah, years, that pro- yeah, that proves how but big that was of a win a, is it. That was, that's a semifinal. That's completely different no, from a group but it's match. more it just plays into the part. It's still, even if you want to put it a notch down, it's still up there. Oh, no, this victory is, is pivotal because years, it's huge. This victory is pivotal because even if we didn't get the three points, even if we did get a point, we're left in an awkward situation because now I feel like United can get away with a draw in Valencia mm-hmm. because we do have young they boys. Can. We do have young they boys can. at in Old Trafford, and I do think we're going to win there. I don't think there's any dispute there. I don't want to say it's set in stone because I watched United lose to Sevilla at Old Trafford last season, even though I thought it was a sure victory. Um, This win is pivotal because, as I said before, we can we can afford to make mistakes against Valencia. Because even if we lose against Valencia, they play Juve in in Spain again. Yeah. I also think it helps in terms of the fact that it gives them momentum, and not even just that it was in Turin, but it's just going to give them. I mean, they were in. 
I'd say turmoil before that, and it was a bit uh, well, dicey over there. During the game as well. Yeah, even during the game, and just being able to scrap know, out that yeah. win in general is just yeah, huge. I think the saddest win. part is that it well, it was everything like I expected. Not the win, but just the way we set up, and then we knew Juve was going to have the ball and that they were going to have their chances, and luckily enough, we were going to play based off luck. We were lucky that Juve didn't kill off the game before we made our short little comeback. We're lucky that Wojciech yeah, says he's an awful goalkeeper. The context, and the context is this. You're playing away against... Um, Against Juventus, one of the best teams in the world. By oh, the correct. Way. I, they're my favourites for the Champions League. Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, they quite quite right. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Man United player now playing for Juventus. Pogba's playing. He's apparently there's chat of him going to Juventus. He's mm-hmm. Never. And on top of that, uh-huh. if they get stuffed at Juventus, and they could have, they could have been three down because the two open goals. Mm-hmm. This Quadrado missed a goal over the bar, which Kadira hit the post. Oh, Dybala oh. hit the bar. Right. Oh, yeah. So they could have been two or three down, and then on Sunday. This coming Sunday, so lose that one. They're going to get stuffed on Sunday by Manchester City. Mm, we'll talk about that. that That'll happen. Been, uh, that could have been curtains for Jose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying in terms of that and just resurrecting the season. That's the type yeah. of effect that it has. I mean, I'm, I'm still surprised he's in the job. I remember uh, I was visiting UF and it was game day and I couldn't watch. It was This is the weekend of United-Newcastle. This was the pivotal, pivotal game the day before there's Two reports. 2-0 down. 2-0 down. The day before, regardless of the result, they're saying that um, Mourinho's gone even if they win. And we're already 2-0 down. Again, and Newcastle's dominating. And we come back, and it's it's the players that were outcasts in Mourinho's team that led the comeback with Martial and Alexis Sanchez. And to, you know, a month later, he's still here getting a victory against Juventus in Italy. I think you're right. We do need to put this in context. Um, the style of play isn't amazing, but it hasn't been amazing this whole time, so there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing new. <laughs> but let's move on to the next group. And this is the real you, – like you said, there's always usually one group of death uh, in each year in the Champions League. There's three this year, but the main group of death this year is Group C, Napoli, Liverpool, and PSG. Yeah. Liverpool decided it would be a good idea to bench – or to start Adam Lallana in Serbia. Have you seen videos of the Serbia stadium and their fans? I played there. Oh, oh, oh my! Well, wow. How was it? Then? Okay, how no, was okay. First of all, there, before then? we get to any of this, please tell us about your experience. Because if I was a player, I'd I knew, piss my pants. I, knew, if I was up in that stadium. I, I tell you that much. If I was a player was and I knew I had to go to Red Star Belgrade, I'm not getting on the let plane. Me, let me paint a picture for you. It's not so much the playing surface or in the stadium; it's the whole experience. And I tell you this: we were drawn against Red Star Belgrade uh, back in the. Uh, Late sixties, it was, and these, and this is one of the, the, the Red Star Belgrade was a European giant in the sixties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah. they changed their name now. I don't, I can't even pronounce the name they they play under now. But uh, you get off the plane, and in those days um, you had to fly into a different. So I think it was Dubrovnik that we had to fly in. Doesn't matter. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, listen, boys, listen, listen. <laughs> and and you get off the plane. And you walk down the gangway and you look at the, the, the local porters and, and, the, and the people that are taking the, the luggage and the bags and, and the people, and they're all, they all look the same. They're all dour, they're all bleak and they look grey and they're all wearing grey stuff and they're grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Not now that it's like, welcome to Orlando, yeah, it's, it's Mickey Mouse. It's, it's, it's a really rotten place. It's, it's dark, it's dank, it's always cold. And then you get to the stadium, and that's multiplied by 50 because now you've got, um, you know, and it's not a good place to play. So last week when I was talking about it on Grumpy Pundits, uh, and they were asking me, I said, these places are not good places to go. You know, some of these countries, you go to um, Ukraine, you go to Eastern Europe countries, you go to Russia. Not nice places to go. No. Which makes it all more surprising that Jurgen Klopp, who, he, sat, he started Adam Lallana and... There was another Sturridge up top. Sturridge too. up top. He Sturridge, Sturridge up top, which was yeah. odd. Bench for me. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, and you this can't is, take those games for granted. That's just the ridiculous thing to me. I don't understand this, that. This is this is the second time, and you know, it's not like they have a tough game this weekend either. They're playing West Brom, though. No? no, they're playing Fulham. Fulham. Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wouldn't even matter now. Um, <laughs> this is the second time that Liverpool in the past four years have sat players in favor of the Premier League. I remember in 2014, the 2014-2015 season, they're in the same group as Real Madrid. And this is the year after Suarez, so he's gone. The team's not the same, but they're still some form of a team. Mm-hmm. They just, they elected to, in in Madrid, they elected to start their bench players. So that's when Colo Torre had that famous game against Real Madrid where he played amazing, even though they lost, in favor of a Premier League game on the weekend. So here's my point. that The year before, Liverpool, up until that point, were a joke 
This is when they were finishing 6th and 7th, and they finally worked their way back in the Champions League. They almost won the Premier League title. After all that hard work, why would you elect to play your second team like how they did in Madrid, like how they did now in Red Star? In the Champions League, which when this is a competition that teams compete for domestically every single year to get into, this is the creme of the creme of club competition. This is where you play your strong players, regardless of the uh, of the team you play on the weekend. And I understand Red Star Belgrade, not quality wise, not the same as Liverpool, not even on the same planet. But you have but to that take invi- yeah, going there. Yeah. And Ronnie, you can attest to that. So this leaves them in an awkward situation because they do go to Paris to play PSG, and then they they host Napoli. Uh, they host Napoli next, and they go to Paris. And this leaves them in an awkward situation because Napoli and Liverpool are both tied on six points, and PSG's right behind them on five. PSG haven't been playing their best football. I think we're just kind of relying on them because of all the quality they have. Who do you think makes it out of this group? Wow. Um, we have to leave one out. I know. Incredibly, the, te- the team I don't think is going to make it is Napoli. Uh, and at the start of the whole thing, I thought that this, this group was an incredible group to... I mean, look, I looked at Man City's group and it's a cakewalk, it's a breeze, mm-hmm. right? I looked at Liverpool's group and I thought, wow, one of the top teams in the world is going to have to go out. Mm-hmm. And they are. I, I just get the feeling... And they finished second in, in Serie A and they gave Juve yeah, a go. Yeah, they got a wonderful team, great manager. They, uh, they are one of my favourite teams to watch in Europe. Not necessarily, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, Klopp. They play beautiful football, not, not necessarily you know the they're going to win let games. Me, but. Let me just uh, discuss the, the problem with the, with the way that this is, um, the, the way that the Champions League works. You get some really brilliant, brilliant teams, and then you get some garbage. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and, yep. um, unfortunately, you know, if, if, you, if, if you're, uh, you know, if, if you can be a team that um, you win your own a championship in Azerbaijan and <laughs> you see how I'm going with this but, and, yeah. and then you've got Napoli uh, and Liverpool um, and one of those could get knocked out um, I'm going to have to go I'm gonna say I don't think Liverpool's going to make it out just because of the matchups they have okay. I mean listen they had their their easy win the way they you look at the last three games after the they played the first team the, the teams three times you look at the second games, all right, they're going to get a win against Red Star, and that's going to help them a lot. They lost. Uh, PS, Park de Prince is not an easy place to play. You are going to be going up against one of the most dangerous front threes in Europe with Mbappe and Neymar and Cavani, but even Very though true. Cavani has been in and out of the team. Very true, yeah. And then you host Napoli, and, I've seen, and I'm watching Napoli play. Quality, passing, moving, fast-paced, counterattacks. They have one of the most underrated rosters in Europe with Callejon, Mertens, uh, Insigne, Hamzik. Even and, and they have, in my opinion, the greatest center back in Europe right now, which is Kubai. I, I oh, that, that's that's why we play the game. So yes, it is. If I were to, if I if I were to if I were to pick a team to not go through, I would have picked Liverpool. And this has nothing to do with my United allegiance. It has something to do with your allegiances, but yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Real Madrid, Roma. First of all, Real Madrid, uh, kind of. In a transition period, they just sacked Lopetegui. Now they have Solari, and I think they're going to stick with him. Have they, I think they've confirmed that he's kind of the interim manager. They're still going to keep looking for a long-term solution, but he's there. Uh, they're tied on points with Roma at nine. They do have to go to Rome uh, at the last match day, and that could be pivotal with, uh, with uh, grouping. I'm, I'm, uh, we've pretty much covered every major story. I mean, you know, Man City have to go to... Have well, to let's, go to let's, uh, let's talk about Real Madrid for a little bit, because uh, on Monday... Uh, of this week on Grumpy Pundits, we had uh, Ramon Calderon. Now, Ramon oh, we listened Calderon, to that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. listened to, you, you heard the interview. It was a mm-hmm. fantastic interview. He's, he's such an intelligent man. He was saying that um, for him, they should go with Solari, right? And stick mm-hmm. with him. Okay. He said, Perez, no. You think he's, Perez will get the boot first? No, Perez don't, don't like him. Oh, he's a hard, hard man to please. Doesn't like he him. is, that's for sure. So, you know, he's the, he's the man that controls everything at Real Madrid. But then what would be the other options? Conte? Uh, no, I don't think Conte, no. Uh, why, well, why? his name's been mentioned the most and as a possible replacement. Some people are saying Mourinho. I don't think Mourinho no, would go no, back no, to Madrid, especially under these. most is Pochettino at Spurs. Yeah, I mean, he's being mentioned everywhere right he's now. Everywhere, I mean, yeah. In actual fact, it was, it was front page news today. Uh, in, uh, in, I, think it, I think it was in London. Um, saying 
he's he's considering his future. You know, and Spurs this weekend play against um, Crystal Palace. Hard team to play against. Yeah, hard, mm-hmm. yeah away away from home. in Selhurst Park, which is oh, I love watching Selhurst Park yeah. matches. I love watching so, Crystal Palace. I love too. watching Crystal Palace too. Yeah. I like those players. Yeah. Juan Basaka is amazing. I love that man. Well, one of the things uh, Calderon said when he was on Grumpy Pundits is that you know they took away fifty goals in Ronaldo, um, and I and I was really surprised that Real Madrid actively didn't seek a replacement uh, for Ronaldo once he left during how the summer because they got they got. How do you replace Cristiano Ronaldo? How do you how do you replace fifty goals? It's hard. You don't. But <laughs> there's no way, not with one player at least. I mean, does. you would have to bring in multiple, multiple people. Do you? I think the issue is they wanted think... to just restart right away, and I think they needed a couple of years to build that team back up. And they should be investing in their young talent and trying to more go into that. One of the things I, I admired from Real Madrid over the past couple of years is that during the most recent summer transfer markets, they didn't splash on a big player just to just no, to buy, just purely just to buy him and try to fit him in the team. They did that. Uh, with Hamas, which left, which made Di Maria leave. They did that with uh, Kovacic. No, not Kovacic. But that, but you get the point. So then they haven't made a big signing in the summer recently. Besides Courtois, and I hate Courtois. Uh, so and I get the work, the the method they're trying to use. Once Ronaldo leaves, all right, we're not going to replace him. We're going to bring up Vinicius Junior. We're going to start playing essentially no, in a more advanced. No, role. you can't. You can't say that. I'll tell you why. Because you can lose players. Uh, and you can lose midfield players. You can't lose the best goal scorer in the world and expect to replace him with another player. And it's better than not replacing him what, at all, no? Well, listen, what the great coaches do when they lose a great player, they change the system. And that's something that Real Madrid tried early on. I don't know if you noticed that. They tried early on this season to change the system, and it didn't work. And they went five games without a goal, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to play Gareth Bale up top. They played Asensio up top. They played Isco up top before he got injured with his appendicitis. And it's none of it's worked. Now, Benzema, last week, he's now starting to score goals again. But he ain't going to score you 40 goals a year. So no. it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, but Benzema's... He was known for his goal-scoring record in Lyon, but I think what made him so important with Real Madrid was his ability to kind of dip in the midfield and play under Ronaldo. Because Benzema is one of the best... Uh, link up play strikers in the world. Yeah, but now Ronaldo's gone. So, th- and that's why I'm saying you. So you can't rely on Benzema for the goal. So why not? I mean, let's say let's. I just, think people were expecting Bale to step into the into that and spot. But that just wasn't fit. that wasn't going to happen, and he can't stay fit. But Bale can't people stay fit. Did say that, but they did. You see that, that when you when you're a pundit, let's say we're we're pundits now. Right? We're, oh, we're love it. Pundits, yeah. right? Let's we're, go. We're not in the game. We're you know, we're just talking about the game. It's a fact. If you if you it's like let's say. Chicago Bulls lose Michael Jordan. You don't go out and get another Michael Jordan, <laughs> do you? You see where I'm going with this, eh? I understand. I, I, I understand the point, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe not being active in the transfer market is the solution. Can you replace Michael Jordan? Yeah, LeBron James. Well, LeBron James wasn't around when Michael Jordan left. Like, Who'd you replace him with then? It's, it's like 17 years later, but that's okay. Kobe so, was so, so there you go. 17 years, years later, they're going to get another Ronaldo. <laughs> there we go. When Jordan, when Jordan retired in 98, Kobe was still a youngin'. Did they replace him with Kobe? should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quit while you're behind. Oh, please. So uh, before we move on, we want to hear your Champions League. Who's your, who do you believe is going to win the Champions League this year? Well, I've changed. Okay. I've changed. We all changed. Don't worry. I've changed. Yeah, yeah. Um... This morning I went on to Paddy Power. Now Paddy Power is the betting site, yeah. which is fantastic because it gives you great indication. The favourite this morning, who do you think the favourite to win the Champions League is? Who do you think it is? Because it blew me away. Oh, I might. I would say Barcelona, but if it's something ludicrous, I would no. say Manchester City. Yeah, Man City. Ludicrous. Were they really the favourite? Ludicrous. Man City is favourite to win it. I don't agree with that at all. You can make the argument that they do have the best team in Europe, but. They haven't achieved any, they haven't too. they haven't achieved anything in the Champions League, yeah, sure. and you know, and some people say, oh, Champions like, you don't need to have past success in the Champions League to do well. I beg to differ. Real Madrid, when they, I remember when they struggled domestically at any point in the season, they'll go into the Champions League and they'll be lights out because that's their competition and they know it's they're a different team. And Ronaldo was certainly a different player in the Champions League when playing for Real Madrid. Man City is the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't make the that team that lost to Olympic Lyon in the group stage already? Yeah. yeah. As if they're showing out right now? At home. Yeah. Yeah. 
who knows if they'll even be in the competition. You never know. <laughs> they know they they could get the punishment from uh, UEFA, get oh, them out of there. All right, you so so that. wait, who's your pick? You said Juventus. No, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> but they are. No, I said, no, I said uh, I said that Manchester City were favourites, and I've changed my mind because originally I had Juventus. Okay. I've now changed to Barcelona. I now hmm. think Barcelona are going to win it. It's a fair shout. I would. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to dispute that. Barcelona are five to one. I mean, that's that's good odds for Barcelona. It's really good odds. I have to throw some money down on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's make a Patty Power account. <laughs> Brandon, who do you like for the Champions League? Uh, I'd say Barcelona too, but I would like to say. I really, I think Olympic Lyon's going to go into the semifinals this year, and I really like that team. Oh, so and that's your surprise team. That's just, yeah, I don't really care about predicting who's going to win it, whatever. I just want to say I think Olympic Lyon's going to go deep into this tournament, and I really like their team. Fakir, Depay, and Fernand Mendy is really good. I really yeah, like him. You're absolutely right, but they, they, they've got a massive problem. Okay? What is that? And that is they cannot keep clean sheets. Nope. They have the, they have a good, I like I like Mendy, though, on the left. left Mendy's so gonna be, good. Not Benjamin Mendy. Well, clearly. Tried to get one over on you. The, 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 the game they tried. The game the other day, I mean, uh, and I backed them. I actually backed them, Lyon. Mm-hmm. And they're 2-0 up. They're, they're coasting the game. It could have been five they at half time. They were all over them, right? Hoffenheim have a man rejected, got a man red card. Down, yeah. And they fight back and draw 2-2. Are you kidding me? Because Lyon... Was it in Germany? Can, uh, no. <laughs> no, it was, it was in France, and, and they cannot keep it. It's the brilliance shit. of Julian Nagelism. Yeah, yeah, and they, he got a red card in the 50th minute, too. Yeah. Long way to go. You know? I, I, I like how you gave Leon as your surprise team. I'm going to choose Napoli as my surprise team. There you go. They, had, they pretty much have the same roster as they had with Sarri, but I think the difference is they have a manager who's been one of the top five successful managers in Champions League history. Guys. Let me ask mm-hmm. you both a question. Yep. Um, what has surprised you? Is, is there a team this year? In, in world football, is there a team that surprised you? Is there a player that surprised you? If I'd go team, I wouldn't even know surprise me. I'm just really happy with the way they're playing is Bournemouth over in the Premier League. So it's not Champions League related. But, I mean, they're sitting sixth in the league right now. And Callum Wilson is playing wonderfully. Yeah. So, so that is... England, the, England, England, yeah, he just, got called up, he just got called oh, up. So, yeah, that's... I've liked watching them ever since they came out to the Premier League, and I like the way they're performing. And they have a great coach in Eddie Howe. Okay, how about you? Any surprises for you? This isn't a surprise team because this is one of the European giants, but to see them at the top of the Bundesliga is amazing because they play some of my favorite football. It's, yeah. I would say go Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Jordan Sancho, Pulisic, pa- Paco Alcacer is banging in goals like he's 25 years old again, even though he's... Big game this weekend. I just yeah. don't like it because Pulisic is uh, looking like he may be losing his spot to Sancho. So that's the only reason Sancho's that... Sancho's a baller, man. Another, he is a baller. Another one I wanted to ask you because there's, there's massive controversy uh, in the UK right now mm-hmm. about the, the uh, America playing England mm-hmm. and Wayne Rooney being given a... I was going to bring that up later in the show, yep. Testimonial cap. get that over now. And a farewell game. Uh, from, your, from an American's point of view... I have no problem with it. I have zero problem with it. Listen, is if there's a time and a place for everything, and I think that the best time to give Rooney a send-off is in the international friendlies following the World Cup, where you mainly these times are used for... Like if there's a time to talent do it, or different players. Okay. If this was, you know, before a World Cup or a European Championship, no, I wouldn't like it. But listen, Rooney, he's your he's England's top scorer of all time. He's not their best goal scorer. He just has the record. Absolutely, I have no problem with it. Even as an American, I mean, it's the a friend, see, it's a friendly, it's a friendly man. The thing is, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like I saw you say something about it on Twitter, or something along the lines of the know precedent, the precedent that it sets, almost of like. Who are you going to do it? You, you have to do it for everyone else after that. Who even stands in line with him? Okay. So, I mean, how, how many, many players people, how many how many people are you going to be able to give the send-off to? Well, how many people have records for England? Who's the ter- who, how many no, people are going to break on, the record? Hang on, hang on. What happened this week was Spain announced that uh, David Silva, mm-hmm. he's going to have one now. Yep. Right? So, it's not just so, England. You, you have to look at other countries, too. So That's my why. Point was, my point was, if you give it to David Silva, oh, by the way, it's been sensational. Sensational mm-hmm. yeah. footballer. I love Sensational. David Silva. If you give it to David Silva, what do you do with Xavi? What do you do with Iniesta? You have to give it to him. What do you, you have do to with him. Uh, Sergio Ramos? You have what to do give it do? to him. Do they get kicked in the touch? Or? Yeah, because like you're looking at the record and everything. Yeah, he's the top goal scorer. But what about these players who you don't have as much to gauge off of it? Then you have to determine what players are worthy of this send-off. Why didn't Frank Lampard get a send-off? <coughs> 
Yeah. I listen. This is a new trend. I wouldn't have given it to David Silva. He's been a loyal servant to Spain. He was on the 2008 European Championship team, and then 2010 and 2012 when they went on the best run any national teams ever had. Um, would I have given it to him? No, because I wouldn't say he's worthy of one. I would definitely give him one to Rooney, and I don't have any problem with it as an American. Even though, it, like, yeah, there's. I understand your argument, and I'm not going to dispute it, but. Everyone has their own okay. opinion. I yeah, definitely wouldn't. Right. Ah, there's no problem. Brandon, I feel like you wouldn't care. What? I feel like you wouldn't care. I can't believe No, you. like I wouldn't, but I definitely understand the argument that it sets a precedent that you have to do it for a large number of players at that point, and you're going to make people mad if you don't give them the send-off then. Okay. I mean... <laughs> well, let's, let's broaden it out and be... In, I just find it interesting, okay? Let's paint the picture. First of all, uh, the FA said that um, Wayne Rooney was going to start the game and wear number 10. Mm-hmm. and Change that. Change that. And all the proceeds were going to go to his children's charity that he has. Well, there you go. Change right? that. Change that. <laughs> uh, none of the money is going now to the charity. Wayne Rooney is not going to start the game. Uh, he's not going to be captain. Uh-huh. And today and this morning, South- Gareth Southgate, when asked a question by the press, now you talk about putting a, a guy in a position of... Absolutely, you know, no rewarded choice. It's, it's, it's all about catch-22. One of the reporters said, how long is Wayne Rooney going to play? And Gary Southgate <laughs> went, I can assure you that he will be in the team before the crowd starts to move out of the stadium. <laughs> what That's a nice political PR answer like, right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, who wrote that answer? <laughs> I mean... I agree with what they did with giving him the number 10 and having him start and all the proceeds going to charity. Why would they change all that? I feel like that's the only reason why I they would They felt do the it. backlash and they definitely took a couple of steps back. Yeah, but when Raheem Sterling gets murdered in the media, no one says a word. <laughs> and they've had, and they've had, and they've had a, a bigger upset today, of course, uh, and that is that they've sold an extra 15,000 tickets based upon the fact that Rooney was going to be playing and he's not. <laughs> How do you get out of that one? They're going to go back. Now he's going to start now. So they're, they're going to go backwards, How do you not play. That circle, you know? yeah. All right, never mind. Don't give, him, don't give him. There's don't no give, winning in that Don't give situation. him a send-off. Just let him retire. All right, wait. Do you want to get into the, the USA-England game then since yeah, we're already on it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So Southgate, again, we talked about he called up Callum Wilson. And he also, Sancho's getting, uh, he's going to get called into the squad. And Harry Winks also. I like what Southgate is doing here and bringing uh, more players into the pool and everything. Uh, and really just trying to push the team forward. They have good young talent and everything. How do you feel about, I guess, the future of English football and the job that Southgate is doing? Building off of this amazing World Cup run. Yeah, building off the of the semifinal that they just went Where to. they had one of the youngest teams in the tournament. They did, yeah, average age 23. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling's like 22, 24. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing... I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of mixed about this because... Mm-hmm. I want to see a team that goes out and plays attractive soccer. I want yeah. to go. I, I want to see them attacking. I want to see goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good thing you're not a Manchester United fan. Well, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> Luckily, you did. United has turned me into a realist. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> England don't play that way. Yeah. England are not a wide open attacking team. They've had a couple of games over the last dozen where they've done very, very well. One of those games was against Spain mm-hmm. uh, recently, where Sterling scored the uh, two goals. But other than that, they're not a very great attacking team. So, from my point of view, I'm, I'm not over the moon. No. I agree with you. Um, the tournament they had in the World Cup was one. It was First of all, it was amazing to see, you know, uh, people in England have hope again. It's one of the good things in football where England's fans are happy. You had some hope over the summer, too. Oh, I, thought, that, I thought you had some English blood in you for yeah, a little bit, the I way you were talking about it coming home. I was for England in the World Cup for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no ties for them. Um but it's not like they're not capable of it because you look at the attacking options they have. And I remember in the first half versus Croatia, when you, you get the, the Kieran Trippier free kick within the first five minutes, that whole first half, the game was being played in Croatia's half and you guys were playing open, beautiful football. You had a couple of chances. You should have put wow. the game away. But it's they're capable of it. They have Rashford's coming up. Raheem Sterling is cementing himself as a top 15 player in this world. I thought the Croatia game was very disappointing. Oh, uh, it was extremely. It's all about anticlimactic. You know, you're you're 1-0 up and... and Then the first five minutes. Instead of kicking on, 
they kind of in the end they were sitting back and they changed the midfield and Henderson and Dyer and you know it all changed. Henderson had an awful game, I remember. Yeah. And, and but that but that you first can't turtle up yeah. going to the defensive football. You but that first half the, they they kept pressing on. It's almost as if in the second half Southgate's like, all right, we're gonna play a little bit more conservative yeah. just so we don't don't concede. And once that first goal came in, it was kind of a little bit of a panic. Uh, there wasn't a lot. Let me ask you guys this question. Mm-hmm. You, you, you were talking about USA against England. Yeah. Yes. In a friendly game, okay. which has now become completely meaningless because <laughs> of Wayne Rooney. <laughs> how do you how do you guys look at exhibition games? Okay. Well, really? see, the thing is, because from a US standpoint, I'll I feel like this, yeah. yeah. I look at these friendlies. I mean, they mean a little bit just because. I mean, uh, we're getting the chance to play against a team in England in Italy and stuff like that, playing against this top-tier talent, and we didn't make the World Cup and everything. So I'm looking at these friendlies over the past three months, and I've been enjoying them. I see everyone complaining about the international breaks. I've been enjoying them, and I look at them. However, I don't necessarily look for results, and I look for how the players are performing and everything. So I wouldn't necessarily I'm looking at these friendlies for results, but rather the growth of the team as a whole. Okay, so follow-up would be, Mm -hmm. um, in those friendly games, and this one included, by Mm -hmm. the way, who for you has come through in America as an American player where you can think, well, this kid's come through? Because I don't see too many. There's well, two that come to mind. They have Pulisic, Pulisic over on the wings. They have McKenney who's playing over in Germany, playing for Schalke. Say, say his name. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I want him to say the name. Well, no, hang on, hang on. Don't they have to play? <laughs> McKenney's playing. So I just I gave you two players who are playing. After that, we start to move into players who aren't playing. Well, McKenney's been getting starting time for Schalke. Yeah. But did McKinney play in the friendly games? No, he didn't. He didn't play last international break. He was hurt. He was, he was hurt. hurt. Polisic has only played once this year. He played the Bolivia game. That's and, 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 so that's why I'm excited for these friendlies, especially because we're going to see Polisic out in the field. We're going to see Sargent. We're going to see Adams, McKinney, Timothy Weah all out on the field together. Yeah, in this so, particular game, yes. I'm excited. But, yeah, over Polisic has definitely been disappointing. I mean – He's had his injury troubles and everything, but it would be nice to see them all play together and again uh, get that chemistry as they're playing together. Like Brandon said, we don't really uh, look at the results. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm no my stretch of the imagination a U.S. men's national team fan. I am, and they're extremely frustrating. Yeah, he's. he's but we we had. <laughs> you I'm, are as well. I'm a big fan of USA. We uh, we went to the USA Columbia game that was right over at Raymond James the other uh, sure. the, last month, and Columbia dominated the whole game. We were really we were looking for spurts. And who impressed me the most was Timothy Weah. I uh, love Timothy Weah. Just, but the, <laughs> the, the I'm just not even gonna sugarcoat it. I, I love that man. The assist he had to Bobby Wood. We we had the perfect angle for that pass. I'm not sure there was an angle for that pass, but he there found wasn't. one. And and but like you said, if Timothy Weah wants to progress as a player, he needs to leave Paris. Uh, yeah. He said he's probably gonna go out on loan. Uh, in January, he said he wanted to train. I mean, he's underneath. Uh, you got Neymar, you have Mbappe, Cavani, all of these strong attacking players. So he wanted to train underneath them. I believe, me personally, you got to get it on the field and play. But it was... Dead dead right. We had this conversation a little while ago. Mm -hmm. We were talking about Shaqiri. Mm -hmm. Shaqiri of Liverpool. Yeah. And my co-host, Tommy Smith, on the show, we're great. We're great. Like you two guys. And and Tommy was saying, yeah, he's got to be on the bench. He's got to be on the bench. He's got to be... And I'm saying, you don't get better sitting on the bench. I, I agree. No the only difference between someone like Shakiri and Wayat, Way is only 18 years old. So that's the only reason yeah, where I'll give leeway to Shakiri's 27. No, nobody, nobody gets better sitting on the bench. In any sport, by the way. I, I agree, okay. 100%. Shakiri's career timeline is so interesting. I always love looking at it. It's one of the most peculiar things I've ever seen. He started in Basel, went to Bayern, went to Inter, then I believe Stoke, and now he's at Liverpool. Nobody got that, by the way. No, nobody in England understood why Shakiri would go to Stoke. Nobody understood it. Or Anatovic. Nobody, un- apart from the fact they were getting masses of masses of green. Of course. Um, I think that was a large part of the reason then. <laughs> I think you found it. And now Anatovic is taking more money and he's now playing for West Ham. He should be, Anatovic should be playing a, a proper team. He used to play for Inter Milan. Most people don't even know yeah, that. Yeah, he did, didn't he, for a while? Was it he was, he was playing under Mourinho when he was there. I think it was only two he seasons. technically has a Champions League medal. Technically. 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 So he was on mean? he was on that he was on he, he was on the squad in twenty ten, but did he see the field a lot? He didn't actually get one, but technically <laughs> he, he's a Champions League winner, but I wouldn't take too much pride in that. Yeah. Uh so who which team, England or USA, are you more optimistic optimistic about going in the future? Because there is this crop of USA players that could 
definitely make a change to what we've, what we've had no, the past couple years. The player pool may not be the issue right now. It's upper management. They still don't have a coach a year after the fact where they didn't qualify for the World Cup. I do think England have their manager in Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah just got a new contract. Yeah, new cool. four-year contract, Gareth Southgate. Um, if I had to say, I, I, I think uh, USA, England are very similar. Mm. Are very, very similar right now in, in their evolution. You know, America's had a, a it's on different scales. No. You know, under Roy Hodgson in, in the... In its, Terrible. The worst Euros. international game of football I've ever watched. England yeah, versus Iceland. Iceland. Iceland yeah. England versus Iceland <laughs> was so. He waited about 75 minutes to make a substitution. Oh, I remember that. It that was Rashford. Was and what did Rashford do the second he gets and, on the field? And he makes Harry an impact. Kane, who's six foot two, one of the best headers of a boy in football, is taking corners. <laughs> oh, that was worse than when Phil Jones was taking corners for United. Yes. That was awful. Yeah, right. that, that was under Van Hal, though. That was under Van. I miss Van Hal. I miss his interviews. I yeah, miss his antics. Army. All right. Well, that's a point of optimism for me to hear that USA and I'm just going to take it as USA and England are similar and they're around on the same levels. So USA, that's I'm so going to misinterpret USA could have made the World Cup semifinal. That's basically. that's exactly what I'm going to take that <laughs> statement back. You can't take it back either. You just said that's that's it. I'm going to accept that. We're going to move me. on. Let's wait. Move on. I had one more question. Oh, shoot sure. away. Uh, wait. I think I did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> In regards to uh the fact that they still don't have a coach. After a year now, they lost to Trinidad and Tobago. They didn't make the World Cup and all that. How big of an issue do you think it is that they still haven't hired a permanent coach? And do you have any coaches that you think would be a good fit for the U.S.? Uh, number one, I think it's outrageous that they've gone 13 months. In 13 months, Spain have had three head coaches <laughs> in the time where America have yep. none. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's That's... Pathetic. It's unbelievable. I mean, what would you rather have? Three managers or? I'd rather have a permanent manager over one of those points. I mean, it's driving me nuts. Point being, point point being this, is that you could have replaced the manager 10 months ago. You didn't have to wait to the World Cup. You could have done it. You could have done it in January. Well, that's even the worst part. They said they're going to wait for the World Cup to be over. Where's the manager? It's like, clearly that wasn't the reason then. Yeah, but Brandon, stage, stage two of that discussion would be, you know, you could do it before the MLS started. Why, why, why need to wait for MLS? And, and whoever that person was that made that decision, and then we had the, we can't get a general manager. Oh, it's going to be Ernie Stewart. And then it's four months later, and it's not Ernie Stewart. And then suddenly Ernie Stewart is the, is the general manager. And then uh, what's, uh, what's his remit? What's he going to do? And are not quite sure. We have to look for somebody that's going to be fit all the thing. And we all, everybody's going, just do it. Yeah. Get Tata Martino. Well, the issue was they wouldn't even look at Tata Martino because he didn't speak good enough English. I mean, are you serious? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that was in the, that was in Ernie Stewart's remit. We saw that, and it had it in there. Must speak good English. Yeah. Worse than that effect, right? Yeah. Who cares what language? Sorry, you speak? I don't, so, sorry. Give didn't a speak damn. A lick of English when at his first press conference for Chelsea, and it's been working out fine, which is perfect transition because we want to talk about some Premier League for you uh, with you. Okay. Three unbeaten teams. Three three unbeaten teams so far. Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah. We I mean, it's really hard to decipher who has the best chance. I do love all three teams. I do think the one thing that'll hinder Chelsea is uh their lack of goal scoring as in the striker position. Morata, his confidence is up and down and Giroud is well documented how many times he hasn't scored, even without taking a shot, but he's still getting praised and I still kinda understand it. Which of these three teams do you think will Early prediction. Who do you think the uh, out of these two teams can win the Premier League? Um, everybody's playing for second place, number one. Um, at the start of the season, I said everybody's playing for second place. I did not, I must admit, I did not have Manchester United struggling. I did not have that. I did. Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah is that I did documented too. somewhere, or is that? Uh, yeah, that's probably documented. I had somewhere. no. Usually, before every season, I'm like, you know what? This we're gonna win it. We just signed Lukaku. We're going to do it. And Mourinho's third year, too. I mean, you can't expect, oh, and expect I, and much I, out of that. And I remember last year, my, my, my thought process was, all right, it's Mourinho's second year. Look at everywhere he's ever been. His second year is when he really goes for it, and that's when he makes a really big challenge. And, you know, we finished second, but the quality of football compared to Man City's and the point difference, obviously, was massive. Uh, so it wasn't really helpful that we finished second, even though it does say that we finished second. Who do you – I'm going to go with Man City. I'm going to be boring. Yeah. Is I think what you were saying it's Man City's race to lose at this no, point. I, is, I, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to lose it. Yeah. I, 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 but uh, so there's something else as well. 
in in the Premier League now, because the Premier League is driven by TV revenue around the world. The NBC contract uh, in America is worth five billion dollars. In America alone, yeah. that's without all Malaysia and the Far East and the India and you know, and then of course the Sky Sports and BT Sport. I mean, the amount of money. So, if you get relegated, I mean, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. You lose. Right off the bat, you lose $130 million straight away. I remember when this, the big TV con- when the massive TV contract was about to implement the season before, uh, the relegation battle, or the, the playoff promotions. Yeah. It was called the $130 million yeah, match. Yeah, you know, yeah. this, the Premier League is easily one of the most marketable leagues in the world. Uh, like you said, you, you, this is definitely – you obviously don't want to get relegated in any division. Especially the Premier League. Well, with that then, money into perfect. We'll go down to a relegation battle. Well and we'll look at that team all the way down at the bottom, which is Fulham. So they spent over or near $100 million this summer. Yeah. Really went all in. and Pounds. It, Pounds, yeah. Pounds, yeah. And, <laughs> Our conversion rates are good. Yeah, I don't know. Whoa. Uh, they held on to Ryan Sussigan, and here they are. Could you explain what is going on with that? Briefly, because we want to get to one last point before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I can't explain. I, I, I don't understand the the thing that I've noticed because I thought they were going to do well. I thought Fulham. Me, too. I was excited for them this season. The the one thing that I've noticed that I cannot explain is why the coach is still playing the same players in the same system. It's the old Einstein. I don't know if you've read about Einstein, where no. he said um, insanity is. Doing uh-huh. the same thing expecting. over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. That's what he's doing. That's what the coach is doing. So they're bottom of the league. They're going to get absolutely stuffed by Liverpool this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> is it at Craven Cottage? And the manager, no, it's at Liverpool. Woo. And the manager next week could be looking for a new job. I was going to say, you think he's going to get sacked next week? I do. Yeah, well, Ronnie, so. we've had a great, uh, lot of fun with you on the show. Yeah. Before, before you go. We want to do a quick little game because you know it was uh, an honor to hear. I love games. I love games. It's an honor to hear your uh, opinions on football. It's not we, much of a game. But we have some quick fire. Really qu- we have some quick fire questions for you. Let's do it. And uh, don't mess up, all right? Sure. Who's your favorite player right now? Now, right now. Right now, mm-hmm. Messi. Which player do you think today plays most like you? There isn't one. Ooh, I like that. One of a kind. Best player you've ever played with? Pele. Ooh, I think I've heard of him. Oh. Best player you ever played against? Pele. I think I've heard of him. <laughs> Tampa or London? Tampa. Ooh, I like that answer. Uh, Neymar versus Mbappe. Mbappe. Love now. to hear it. Love to hear it. <laughs> there I, we go. That's the, I, was, I was worried about no, that you one. You said now, didn't you? Said, you oh, said, yeah, yeah. At yeah. this moment, yeah. yeah. Okay. Chick-fil-A or Nando's? Chick-fil-A. Just Lo- came from there. <laughs> there we go. Is <laughs> that Chick-fil-A? Yeah, yeah. And then what would your second favorite sport be after... Uh, American football sport. or soccer or well, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I played tennis up until I was uh, up until about five or six years ago. I played oh. tennis uh, like two or three times a week. Oh, that's good. I'm a big Roger fan. I love tennis. I, I love watching professional tennis. As well. Okay. All right, and last one: Oasis or Blur? Uh, Oasis every day of the week. You, good you man. Kidding me? Wonderwall? Are you kidding me? <laughs> love it. Hey, are you gonna watch the Copa Libertadores final? No. Oh, are you so? Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, I've got to watch a movie with my grandkids. Yeah. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's you tomorrow were... night. Oh, is it? Uh, it's that, tomorrow night. No, I won't be watching either tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you were perfectly set up for that question and you got shut down. Rodney, this is, uh, we've had a lot of fun. It's a real honor to Thank have you Thank you so on. much. If things don't work out with Sirius, uh, Sirius XMFC, we're, we're, always, we're hiring. always hiring interns here. Hey, you never know, buddy. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> a lot, guys. But Thank that's you. it from Six Man Radio. Until then, Brandon, peace. Six, six, six.